<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing out there? Happy Juneteenth to everybody. This is your host, Dennis Holmes. I'm here with the chocolate girl, Miss Sharon Mullen. Chocolate girl. How you doing, chocolate? Oh, you on mute. Oh, I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing good this morning. Uh, just sending out a good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday morning. Um, look, we need to get right into it with this NBA playoff situation. I wanna, I wanna kind of start with the Denver that got no Nuggets. Um, <laughs> you know, the Joker became the MVP. I was kind of controversial about that, but you know what? He played a full season. It's a regular season award. I can't get too upset. Um, but for them to get swept by the Phoenix Suns, do you think it was just the loss of um, Jamal, or do you feel as though they still need some help? I think it's a combination of both. I can't put it. I can't put it all on one factor. The loss of Jamal Murray hurt them badly. Plus, especially that deep in the season like that, like, you know, right then, that hurt because they had to change everything up because he was their main, I felt like he was their main ball handler. I know that the Joker was supposed to be, but, you know, I'm I'm not a big Joker believer like everybody else is. I, I need to get there, I guess, but I'm not there yet. So... I felt like Murray was the star of the team, in my opinion. And when he went down, I think it was more difficult for them to recover. They did play well without him, but they just, you know, that piece, they just had that piece that was missing. Championship teams, star goes down. No, but, but they do whatever it takes to win. That's the reason why. I hate to say this, but that's the reason, one reason why Jordan is so revered. He did whatever was necessary to win. Yeah. If he needed to do X, he did it to win. If he needed to do Y, he did it to win. Same thing with Kobe. Same thing with LeBron for the most part. If he, if he needs to do certain things, that's what superstars do. Magic, Kareem, that's what they do. If you need me to get X amount of whatever, I'll do it so we can win. And so I felt like looking at Denver that they have a couple of pieces that need to be tweaked to make them championship ready. Um, do you feel like Jamal, before Jamal went out, that they were actually championship ready or just playoff ready? I feel as though they had enough to beat Phoenix. Um, I always felt they were the better team than the Utah Suns. I'm at the Utah Jazz. Mm. Um, I don't know, you know, with the way Tyron Lue was uh, reconstructed these Clippers. I don't know if they had enough to beat the Clippers. I, I think mm -hmm. they did, but I'm not sure if they had enough to beat these playoff Clippers. That's I, that's what I'm not sure about. Um, yeah. But you know, Denver Denver plays with a lot of usually plays with a lot of heart, so. I think they, I, I don't know, you, you don't, these playoffs right here, I mean, you said it before, these are the weirdest playoffs you've seen in a while. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been many years since I've seen the playoffs as strange as this one. Yeah. It's just been weird. And it has been weird. I have weird. not enjoyed it. 
I've I've, I've enjoyed it. This this has actually been good to me. I've I've enjoyed it. Now the play has been good. I'm not saying that there haven't been good games. There have been some great games, but come on now. I'm a Lakers and a Heat fan. So hey, they're both out of it. So for me, it hasn't been as great as others, but um this they have been playing some good ball, so that's a good thing. And I love the game. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, does does this mean the Denver Nuggets need to go get another piece, or you just wait for Jamal to come back and you say we can, you know, reconstruct with him with a championship team when he gets back? I, I believe they wait for him to get back, but I do believe they need one extra piece. And what they need, they need, they need somebody else to move the ball. They just need somebody else to move the ball to me. And and play off the ball. They need an off ball player. That's what they need. That can shoot. Okay. Okay. Right. Now, when it comes to uh, the Phoenix Suns, I know you know you ain't that proud of Phoenix, but uh, I, I've been a Phoenix lover. Do you feel as though that they have enough to win the championship? Okay. Please let me clarify first. Take your time. <laughs> okay. I have a history of not being a lover of the Phoenix Suns. I don't like them as an organization, period. They're right up there with the Denver Mavericks, the San Antonio Spurs, the Houston Rockets. I don't like them. I don't like Phoenix. Don't like Utah. Don't like the Kings, the Clippers. I just don't like any of those teams, right? Right. Um, but I do try to be unbiased. And the Suns have been balling. You predicted it. You predicted this last summer. I mean, you were right. You called it. You said that they were going to be in the top three. I said, no, nah, they'd probably be six or seven. You were right. So I got to hand it to you. Kudos to you because you got it right. Thank you. But as far as... um. I don't know the Suns might actually come out the West, and I'm pulling for them too because you know I don't want the Clippers to come out the West. So yeah. I, I believe I believe that the Suns do have what it takes. What it takes, if they can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, if they get Chris Paul back in time, I do believe that he makes a difference. But I actually believe they could actually win without Chris Paul. I believe I mean, they uh, have what it takes the clip, the because Monty Williams is coaching his tail off. Devin Booker is balling. The key about Devin Booker is he's got to keep his ego in check. If he keeps smelling himself too much, he'll lose focus and he'll lose. And I don't believe he understands or is aware of that yet. And, you know, the NBA is a very good teacher of powerful lessons. <laughs> mm. Yeah. He better keep it in check. I know he's feeling himself, you know, I'm D-booked and all. I know we slayed the mighty Lakers. Okay. But you need to stay focused. Mm -hmm. Stay and focused, bro. You better I, I have, think, a, you better have a talk be with your man. You better have a talk with your man, uh, Dennis. Yeah, I think it'll be focused enough um, 
I just heard something that he's going to be joining the Olympics. So him and Jason Tatum are both being Olympics. So I'll definitely be watching that because those are two of my my favorite guys right there. Um, Jason Tatum is like my top three young player in the league. Yeah, Jason Tatum. Loved it, Jason Tatum. Uh, Brandon Ingram and uh, John Morant. Those are my top three. Then, of course, you got LaMelo Ball, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. I just don't think Zion's going to be as successful as people think, but I digress. Is it, is it because of that family issue? No, it's because I don't feel like he is conditioning well. I don't think he's well conditioned. Oh. See, players with size, you have to be conditioned in a certain way to play such a physically endurance-based game like basketball. You can't just be big and think you're going to last jumping and running up and down the court because you got to jump. And the position he plays it involves a lot of jumping, rising and falling, rising and falling, body banging. I mean, you look at you look at Anthony Davis, same similar, same or similar position. You got to you got to be able to physically endure that. And he's already as a as a young player, he has already had injuries that he shouldn't even be having. So that's always been my concern on Zion ever since he came to the league, and even in the draft. And when we when you and I talked about this before, I said well, he was not the best player in the draft, even though he went number one. Yeah, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a better player than him. Period. He's a better. Player. I didn't think R.J. was the best player in the draft. Uh, I thought John R.J. I had RJ first and John Morant as a close second. It was like one A and B because you got to, they're different styles of play. And that's the reason why people don't know, don't know that RJ is a better player. His basketball IQ is just outrageous. If yeah, you watch them John, closely John in college. brings a spark to teams. This. I know it, but see the spark is louder. So the squeaky wheel gets the gets the oil. Everybody thinks the squeakier, louder, flashy, more flashy pay up player is automatically the better player. Mm -mm. But when you look at the fundamentals of, of basketball, John Morant has all the fundamentals down. And his basketball IQ was the best in college. Now, since the, the NBA game is a much is much faster pace, I think um John Morant took a leap. A leap ahead of him now. So out of that class, Ja is the best from that class right now. But when they came into the league, RJ was better to me. Okay. Yeah, I always thought Ja was the better, the better player. I just I love I've, John always, I've always been a fan of Ja Moran. Always been a fan of uh um I, I like Zion. I like RJ Barrett. Um, mm -hmm. RJ has really stepped his game up this year. Yes, he uh, did. Him and, uh, him and Julius Randle, they got together and they said that those guys were shooting threes, you know, uh, in Madison Square Garden all night to get their game back together. They they, are, they really did a good job with that. Um, yes, they I, did. I agree. But the next, the next thing I wanted to talk about, I, I'm going to get it out the way because it is my Philadelphia 76ers. Um, <laughs> Even though we are going to Game Seven, with the hopes of going to the Eastern Conference Finals, this series should have been over 
uh, game five, to be honest with you. This series should have been over. We, we blew two 20-point leads, one in game four. Then we blew another one in game five. And game five, we was up 26. With, uh, well, I think it was, what, what three minutes to go in the, in the third quarter? Or was it eight minutes to go in the third quarter? One or the other. I think it was like seven, around seven or eight minutes to go in the third quarter, I believe. And blew a 26-point lead. And, you know, first thing everybody did was, you know, blame Ben Simmons. Um, I also blame Doc Rivers. Um, I blame Tobias Harris. I blame George Hill. I blame Doc Rivers again for not playing Tyrese Maxey enough. I believe Tyrese Maxey is a rookie that's ready for the big stage. I believe Shake Milton is not that guy. Shake Milton is a regular season guy, but during these playoffs, he's had one good game. What do you think he adds to the game? Uh, I think he adds energy to the game. You know, mm -hmm. smart plays, no turnovers, just as a point guard facilitating, he makes the right move. And if nothing's there, he takes the shot, which is the stuff that you want Ben Simmons to do. You know, they leave okay, him open, he so takes the shot. He's he's not he's not one to, you know, just take it just because he's actually looking to set up the offense. But a lot of times people deny Embiid or they'll deny Tobias Harris. So what's supposed to be there ain't there. Seth Curry is, you know, been deed up, so he'll take it, go for a running floater, or shoot the three pointer, and I love it. Then come back down on defense, get a steal. Like this, this guy is big time. He's a Kentucky player, so I should have assumed this, but this guy is big time. Yeah, you like you love. I see you love Kentucky players. Yeah, you I'm, tend I'm starting to. to love them Kentucky players. I'm gonna have to yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. I got a Kentucky love for me. I'm gonna have to go meet Calipari, and I definitely love the new guy that they just got this year. Tata Washington. He's one I'm gonna be watching all all year. He's on the one to watch ones to watch list. Yeah. Tata Washington on, is supposed uh -huh. to be um top point guard in the country. He's supposed to be getting drafted next year uh with a lottery pick. Right. Yep, he's on the ones to watch. He he's I think he was I think on the list that I saw, he was either one or two on that list. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I met I met him at um and the Allen Iverson Classic game. Mm -hmm. Me and them talked okay. for a little while. So that, that, that was my guy, Ty Ty Washington. We'll have I to have him. him on the show. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I will get him on the show. He, uh, yeah. He's down to earth. So if you would say, okay, if you would say between Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons and what's the other one? Um, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Who is mostly at fault for this? You gonna have to say Doc. Mm -hmm. You have to say Doc because Doc let the momentum. Uh, they let them get the momentum. I mean, Lemon Pepper Lou was on fire, and once what Lemon Pepper be, Lou, what could he have done to to stop that? What could he, he should have? He, he should have put the starters back in. He let he let the bench players play for eight minutes, but Tyrese Maxey yeah. wasn't one of those bench players. Mm -hmm. He had Shake Milton in the game, and he had him in for eight minutes straight. I feel so as though. This is they got, Go the, they got the momentum and it got down. But he waited to put the starters back in when it got down to like nine points. When we was up 15, I think it was a good time for you to put the starters back in because 
Mm-hmm. You know, as Rashawn Jackson has been saying to me for a while, and I must say that he's right. A 20-point lead in the NBA does not mean anything. Nope. As, as, uh, to me, it's literally three made buckets and three good defensive plays or turnovers or whatever, but three missed shots or three good defensive plays, and you right back in the game. That's right. That's how fast momentum will switch. And every team has a run, but your job is to stop their run. Every team has a run in them. Your job is to stop their run. And I must say, throughout this series, John Collins has earned a lot of respect from me. He Mm -hmm. has been a thorn in my side watching this game. Every time the Sixers get on a run or something or something gets to going, here come John Collins getting the the much-needed rebound, you know, going ahead for the the emotional dunk, the seal games, or uh, to turn the momentum, to get the crowd hype, get the team back into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, defensively, he's on the floor. I mean, he might be the smartest player in this series. And look, I didn't even know who he was. I'm telling you, Atlanta, they're the king of, of n- n- nameless p- players to me. I- I'm just like, who? But then when you watch him play, you would think that he's been around balling for years. That's how he plays. Yeah. He plays like he's supposed to be there. Yeah. That's when you know you got somebody that's that's really that deal. When they play like they're supposed to be there, Trey Young plays like he's a Trey Young. His rookie season hit the court like I'm supposed to be here. I applaud that dude. Yeah, I, I for love, me. I, for me, I, I take Trey Young over Devin Booker any day. I just do. I love Trey Young. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not going in with you. I'm gonna let you have that. Well, I, I, hey, I'm just saying. I ain't going in with that. I know dude. how you all into Devin, but Trey yeah. has a better attitude to me. Well, I mean, you, you know how I feel about Trey too, though. I feel I as do. though Trey is better than Luca, and I've been. He I've is been, better than Luca. And he's gonna oh, I, I, I've been killed for saying that, you know. No, he's better than Luca, and people, he's gonna let the world know how much better than Luca he really is. Just give that boy a chance. All right. It's a given time. He's gonna prove. He's gonna let everybody know. I seen I seen Kendra Perkins say on Instagram the other day that if if Trey if if Luka Doncic was doing what Trey Young is doing right now, it'd be a statue outside of Atlanta waiting for him. But they ain't nobody giving Trey Young the same respect. Do they have any statues out in Atlanta? I, I they have they, Dominique. They should or... have one of the the human highlight reel. They Dominique should. And Kevin Willis. And, and Kevin Willis. I mean, just for the fact that he was he was the loyal hawk. Kevin Willis was that dude. But, you know, I'm a big Kevin Willis fan, y'all. You got to kind of excuse okay. me on that. But anyway, so let me ask you this question, though, about your Sixers. What if they lose this? If they're, they're, they're 3-3. They're sitting at 3-3. Game seven, right? What happens if they lose? What do you think is going to happen with Doc Rivers? This is his first season there. I don't think that they fired Doc Rivers, but it's going to look bad that the team that you left went to the Eastern Conference, went to the Western Conference Finals for the first time, and you was with the Clippers for almost 10 years, and you couldn't get them there. And the one year you left, they get there, and now you come to the Sixers with a team that should be in the finals, and you don't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's, it's going to look bad for Doc. Don't stink. It's going to stink to high. It's going to look real bad for Doc. That, you know, mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people kept saying Tyron Lue can't coach. He's not a good coach and stuff. He did a hell of a coaching job these this this uh this playoff series. Yes, he has. I, I can't I can't say I hate on him. He he won games without Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. That's that's he stepped he stepped his game up. He yeah. did. And we don't know how much his assistance helped with that, but I, I can tell the, the man has been working hard at whatever it is that he needed to work at to be a better coach. Yeah. And he, he did a good job. I, I don't know what he whispered to uh, – no, I got to say his name right. I don't know what he whispered to Playoff P, but Playoff P is back. <laughs> All right. I don't know what he whispered to him. I don't know what he said, but Playoff P is back. I think I think I think Paul George, um, like I like I said to you uh, yesterday, he is heavily influenced by what people say about him. And he he's been they have been dragging him. Fans have been dragging him all playoffs. And he just finally decided, you know what? But see, that's how you fight back. You fight out. You fight back with your play. Right. And you put it all on the court. And so I have to respect him for that. I've always loved, I've always liked Paul George now. I am a, I'm not a Paul George hater. I just felt like he's, he fell off and he allowed himself to fall off. He didn't have to because he recovered from his injury. I just felt like he just took the easy way. I mean, somebody was saying uh, this is the first time he actually got to be a number one since, I said that. Since, since Indiana. Okay, that was you. Since okay, Indiana, well. yeah. This is the first time he really had to flex and be the number one man. I'm that dude on the court today. Just get out, just give me the ball and watch me cook. This is the first time he really he's really had to do that. He had a few games when he was at OKC that I believe um Westbrook got injured and he had to step up, but it was OKC. They didn't have the supporting cast that he has now, the Clippers. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But now he's on the Clippers with all those names. And the biggest name on the team is out. Yeah, no, and, so and Terrence, he, and, he, I, I could just see him sitting, you know, chilling with his girl, baby, you know, kids sitting around looking at them like, you know what, daddy about to get it done, y'all. <laughs> you know, it's my time. Like you've been saying all season with about the young ones, it's my time. Let's yeah. do this. So he channeled whatever he had to channel to get it done. I respect him for that. He's still a Clippers, and I hate them, and I don't want them to win, period. <laughs> uh, Shout-out to Terrence Mann. Unsung hero came out of nowhere. Ty Lue decided, decided to go with small ball, took Rudy Gobert right out of his game. Um, Did you see that? I, I was amazed. Took him right out of his game because, as, as everybody been saying about him, he's not a good one-on-one defender. He's a great help defender. That's what everybody's oh, okay. been saying about him. And and Ty Lue exposed him. Ty Lue went and went small ball and exposed him and put Terrence Mann in there, who was, a, I think Terrence Mann was about 6'5", the tallest. Maybe, yeah, I think, I think he is. Five. I think he's 6'5". And six Gobert five, is, what, 6'9", 6'8", 10? I think Rudy Gobert is 7 foot. He is 7'? Okay. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is 7 foot from, from France. Yes, he's from France. From France. Who uh, <laughs> I didn't even go say that. <laughs> I knew it. 
but he he came in and, and he sparked the team at at thirty some points. I Wait mean, a minute! Wait a minute! Rudy Gobert is seven one. Oh Lord! Lord, I'm sorry, Rudy. Forgive me. I took an inch off of you. I'm sorry. He's seven one. You look like you was about six three last night, but. He's <laughs> talking about you to the end, job. He he lost a couple inches, and and after after seeing that game last night, one of the things that I thought about, I was like, maybe the Utah Jazz need to get rid of Rudy Gobert to go get some different pieces. But who would he get? I I would. Who? I mean, there's not a lot of big men, viable big men in the league. Period. Well, one of my favorites. One of my favorites that I think is expendable is the one that just went to the Chicago Bulls, Vucevic. Because at least Vucevic can shoot the ball. Um, he also can hit the three like the rest of the team on Utah can. So I think Vucevic is actually a good fit for that team. Now, will Chicago give him up? I doubt it. But Vucevic needs to stay his behind right in Chicago. The Bulls need to rise up, lead that man at Chicago. Right, well, that's that's my pick, Vucevic. The way he shoots, the way he shoots the three, and Utah got to worry about their own problems. <laughs> was, they, they, they pay, and they they had a they had a meme out today. I got I got it from uh, BJ Samuels. They had a meme out today. They said that the Utah Jazz just paid two hundred and nine million to an overhyped Hassan Whiteside. Ooh. that's what they said. Currently, mm. right now, looking at it, they may be right. <laughs> they just may be right. You see me? Look. Mm. They just may be right. <laughs> Hold on. We got June in the comments. Uh, oh, wait. Let me get the comments for you. Are you good? No, you can get them. I can't get all of them. Okay. So, June said, you know, what up, y'all? Happy Juneteenth. And he said, Tyrone Lou is a good coach. And like Mike Green said, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. That's what Jules said. Shout out to all of y'all in the comments. Yeah, shout out to Adam and Josh. Uh, seen y'all earlier. And shout out to Josh, Buck Flair. Josh Bailey said, exactly, Sharon. Doug, learn real quick. You just can't be big running oh, up and down the court. <laughs> if you didn't get to go I, he was see saying that, that when I was talking about Zion. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't get to go see that game, make sure y'all go watch that game on YouTube. Stay tuned, basketball game. It's, it's hilarious. It, it is, is hilarious. hilarious. Um, the next game I want to get into is where Brooklyn at today. Right, there you go. Game seven, Brooklyn and and, and uh, the Bucks. If, if Brooklyn lose this series, does that what does that say to Steve Nash? You know, he just got another year to get it together. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, Steve, Steve Nash will be there no less than four years. Okay. okay. He's going to be there no less than no fewer than four years. I'm not worried about his seat being hot at all. But even, even, even with even with the superstars, he's Steve Nash. Right. Right. You know what the elephant in the room is. So he's got four years at least to get it right. Even with the superstars, he will be given that. We all know why. 
He's also one of the luckiest people in the NBA. I won't go down that rabbit hole with you right now, but this is what I'm think, what I'm going to say about the Nets. I said that they would not come out the East. They've okay. been looking like they will, right? They, they've been looking like they will, but I don't know. I don't know, Dennis. I don't know because Milwaukee somehow is putting things together at the right time. And it's hard for me to figure out how or why or what the difference has been between this series and the prior one. Can, have you been able to fi figure it out? Because watching them, they have been really, again, like I said, this has been a weird playoffs. And Milwaukee has been a strange team to me, this 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 playoffs. And just when I'm, I'm thinking, well, Giannis, this is going to be another season. You're going to be back home. All of a sudden, they won. Well, Chris Middleton stepped up game five. No, game six. Game five was the Kevin Durant game. That was the Kevin Durant party. Right. But game six, Chris Middleton stepped up and made sure that they was doing what they needed to do. And then the Greek freak got rolling. It's, it's, to me, it seems like he can't get rolling by himself. He can't get things started thing? by himself. Does that mean does that does that diminish uh Giannis's greatness in your eyes? It don't no, it don't diminish his greatness, but he's gonna have some to people get are saying some people are saying that that diminishes his greatness. I'm not saying that I'm saying it, but some people are actually saying that. Well that uh, him fumbling that pass in in uh what was that game five? Him fumbling that pass in game five really looked made me look at him a little differently. What I think diminishes greatness is his free throw shoot. And then for him to take all 13 seconds at the free throw line really kills me. Like, you don't need to be taking all 13 seconds and still missing the shot. <laughs> Damn. Well, I, just don't, I just don't understand it. They, like, I didn't even know it was a 13-second rule until Giannis got in the league. They yeah. had no clue. You know, to me, what were you saying about the pregame warm-up? Yeah, that, uh, if I'm a coach, ain't no such thing as a layup line. Layup lines, you doing your own time. We shooting free throws. I right. don't believe y'all shoot free throws in your own time. We shooting free throws because a lot of guys, when you see them at the three-point line, at the layup line, they shooting threes. They shoot free throws. I want to know you. I, I don't know a team that had. A lot of perfect free throw shooting games during the season. That's what I'm looking to have. Perfect free throw shooting games during the season. We're going to be a free throw shooting machine. I, you know, that's not a bad idea. I, I just don't understand why ain't nobody did it yet. That's the only thing I don't understand. <laughs> I, that's the only thing I understand. I mean, I understand the layups is for you to get your job on, you know, I, I get that. That's cool. That's all right. You know, you got you got the pre pregame to do that. Get all that all out. But these free throws is really killing the game. Well, yeah, they're they're winning and losing by them. A lot of teams are. That's the great thing about it. If you can't make free throws, then I mean, that's like those are gimme buckets. Gimme. You ain't got nobody in your the, face. The name of it is the free throw. Free throw. <laughs> that's the name of it. Right. 
and it's like and you can't make that you know it's it's hard it's hard but speaking of free throws i told you that stat that stephen a smith brought out about your boy ben simmons on the 76ers shooting yeah. worse free throw percentage than the entire atlanta hawks team that's just crazy he's only shooting like 40 40 something percent from the free throw line 40 he something can't, he can't throw a rock and ocean that's worse than shaq and will Chamberlain. he said that's why I said I, I told him that last night. I said I trust Shaq shooting free throws more than I trust Ben Simmons. I do too. But you remember Shaq, you know, was a running joke about the free throws, but in the playoffs, when he had to make them, he made them. And he pointed that out in one of his interviews. He said, But when I had to make them, I made them. And if you they think would do that, Shaq. There was a matter of fact, the year, the year he got the MVP. I remember he was working with Magic Johnson on his free throws. Right. He missed, and he became in, better. In a, in a critical game, he missed one free throw the whole game. I can't remember the, you know, you know, I'm not good at remember which game it was game four of the whatever, whatever. I don't I'm not good at that. But I remember there was one where he went something and one on from the free throw line. And that was his MP, MVP year. Man, he was he was on fire. He worked hard at it. And it's, and it's something that you got to work on. I understand y'all want to shoot threes. It's a three-point shooting error. That's cool. That's cool. But these free throws is crucial. And I believe it's everybody needs to be in the free throw line. It's just like Yuri's in the comments. He said, free throws just take seconds to take. It's not hard. It's not that hard. It really mm. isn't. It really isn't. It's no excuse for it. And you're right. They need to be, you know, in the offseason... And Stephen A was like, I don't understand what these dudes are doing in the offseason. What are you doing with yourself? What are you doing? LeBron, I mean, LeBron James, not, not to bring him up, but I'm going to bring him up. LeBron James won a chip. Two days, two or three, four days later, he back in the gym. He working out. He getting working on this game. I mean. That's what the great ones do. That's what the great ones do. 24-7. This is what I do. If they try so, to get better uh, and better. But my, they, my, my question is, are you going to play the game of basketball or are you going to let the game of basketball play you? Which one is it? Big-time players make big-time plays. Where you playing at? Where is it at? I don't know, but how do you feel about Bootenheiser if he loses this game here? Is he done? If, if, if um, I believe that if the Bucks don't advance, that – they will ask him to leave. I do believe that. I do believe that. But he will he will reappear somewhere. I namely I think, think that I, I, also I think that think he will with, um, go with ahead. Rick, with Rick Carlisle being available, he would be mm -hmm. a great fit for the Bucks. I I agree. And I believe Boone Boonehoser, he was at the Hawks, right? I believe that he would be a good fit fit. At the Pelicans, actually. Nah, I I think Boonehoser probably would go to. He probably would go to Boston. He probably will go there, but I believe that he would be a good fit with the Pelicans. They need someone with his pedigree. Because he do get you ready for the. Uh, he gets you ready. Regular, he's a regular. He's a regular season killer as a coach. Yes. But he don't make those playoff adjustments. 
And see, for, for a team, for young teams, they need to first get ready to handle their season, and then they need to progress into being able to handle the, pro the playoffs. You can't, you can't get to the playoffs if you don't first excel in the regular season. So you really need to get that under your belt. Wow. And I feel like he's a good preparer of the regular season. I have to agree with that. And that's why I see that. And plus, from what people say, he's a good dude. Players really like him as a coach. Right? So when they fire him, it'll be a sad day. But, you know, they got to move on. Yeah. Well, this, is a, this has been the end of our... Uh, first annual show. We didn't come up with a name with it yet because every name I wanted was kind of copyrighted. But I will have a name for y'all next Saturday. Um, make sure y'all tune in to Talk You Wish Tuesday this week where we'll be covering the uh, top 10 small forwards all time. We'll also be covering the top 10 female singers. Your top 10 female singers. Let me say that. Say it right away. R&B. Your R &B. top 10. R&B singers. R&B singers. Yeah. And um, we'll be covering that uh, Kimba Walker trade. And we'll also be covering the the Bacchus and the Dallas Mavericks. I uh, will be covering that. Yeah, so what's sure going on down there? there? I don't know what's going on down in Dallas. Uh, I don't know either, but we'll, we'll be covering Dalton that. Dalton D-Man so. Smith, let us know what's going on with your Dallas Mavericks, man. <laughs> we don't understand. We need answers. <laughs> we uh, answers. Last words, Miss Chocolate Girl. Um, thanks for having me on today. When you said you wanted to do this today, I was excited. So thank you for having me here. Love spending time chatting up about sports with you, uh, Dennis. Glad to have you back from Cali. Y'all had him long enough. He's back home now. Yeah, so for a week. Yeah. leave him long. Leave him long. So glad to be here. Can't, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I don't know. Weird playoffs. That's all I can say. Weird. This, been, this has just been weird. Still, the NBA is fantastic. I love this game. You know, I got to use both of those slogans. I love it. Um, shout out to uh, 2MW, Trisha Joy. Shout out to Stay Tuned. Uh, who am I missing? Oh, Pop Fly Podcast. Oh yeah, and, uh, Singers, yeah, we will be back this week. We'll be back this mm -hmm. week. And Flying right. High Podcast with your boy Ron Thomas. Ron Thomas comes on six o'clock today. Make sure y'all tune in to that. And uh, PM Eastern Time. Mm -hmm. and, and my sports guru should be on tonight. Make sure y'all tune in to him where he likes his soft and warm. The quiet storm. <laughs> the quiet storm. Yeah. And make sure you uh uh subscribe to my podcast. Did you hear what Chocolate said? I got some consequences and repercussions in my last podcast. Thank you, uh, Mayor Doug Phoenix, for reminding me that is my last one that I've done. Um, but be on the lookout for the podcast on the NHL that I'm going to have coming up soon. Thanks. <laughs> All right. This is Dennis Holmes. Uh, this is Sharon Mullen, the Chocolate Girl. Thank you for tuning girl. in. God bless. All right, y'all. Good night.